Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel. And welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, The Evolution of Cloud with Ken White from Dell Technologies. Uh, Ken, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Darren. All right, now, this is the second time we've done this. It is the second time, yeah. <laughs> so, you did a wonderful job first time. I had a good guidance. Yeah. Oh, oh thank you, <laughs> thank you. But first, let's just kick off. Ken, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, sure. um, and why you're here today. Um, so, about 25 years in the IT industry. Um, started the ground up like everybody else does, and now I'm pretty much doing strategy, but I've been focusing more on infrastructure as a service um, and just delivering IT as a service in general in several different forms since like the early 2000s, mid-2000s. So, well, you've seen a lot change then in the last 23 years. Oh, goodness gracious, yes. yes. I mean, the first off, the dot-com boom and right, bust. Right, right, the bust, right, yeah. I was yeah, there yeah, for the yeah, bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the birth of the cloud. Yes. And now we're seeing the birth of AI as well. Yes. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah, we'll get yeah, that yeah, another yeah, day. Yeah. Um, so you've seen a lot. Have, do you see anything new now that's we haven't seen before? Or are we just oh. cycling through? No, everything's new. Uh, there's some old, there's some new, and there's some unknown. You know? Oh, great, the yeah, unknown. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's because it's, it's, everything's evolving quickly. You know? And so it's... it's, it's you know, at the beginning, cloud, you know, that's the subject we're talking about. It was, you know, it was fairly simple. You know, it was storage and compute, not on-prem. Well, now cloud is not just Amazon. It's not just Azure. Those are hyperscalers now. Yeah, I like how you use that term hyperscaler because every, we've been calling them the cloud. Oh, mm -hmm. the cloud. Oh, you went to Amazon or you went to Azure. Right. They're yeah. really hyperscalers. Correct, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, the cloud is just not one place, one location anymore. The cloud is everything, everywhere. Yeah, try and explain that to a non-techie. <laughs> I've tried to explain it to my parents. Um, my mom's an educator, my dad's a doctor. They, oh yeah, it's in the cloud. They think it's this nebulous place that everything re exists, and, but it's kind of turned into that. It has, it has, and it, and it has different flavors. I mean, so so back to when it went from the evolution of cloud, when it first started, Darren, you know, we, we had AWS, we had Azure, and we knew exactly what was going on. Well, now we have AWS, we have Azure. We have SaaS providers like, you know, Microsoft, like Office 365, yeah. you know, um, SAP, or, or Oracle, SAP, SAP yeah. you know, and then they have their own variants of their cloud offering as well, too. So so it's 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 now that's multi-cloud, and then, then you have okay, well, we have stuff on-prem, we have an Ecolo, now that's hybrid IT, you know? And so when you combine all those things together, you gotta figure out what is cloud now? And what it is, it's, 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 a, it's a different way to operate because, and it's about flexibility. It's about, it's about adaptability, and, and it's about being mobile on the front end and being mobile on the back end. And so it's, it's a whole new mindset. So that, that's what I kind, of, I kind of like from the first time that we talked is you said it's a mindset. And the mindset, I think we can blame the software engineers on, like I'm a software engineer. It started in the 90s when people went to Fry's Electronics in Silicon Valley and poor Fry's doesn't exist anymore. So you newbies out there don't know what Fry's is. You missed out on a great, a great couple decades of some really cool stuff. 
you would just go and buy a box and put it under your desk and you had your own little cluster that you were running mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Cloud comes in. Now I can just swipe a credit card and now I have a thousand instances for a couple hours and I get rid of it. That was, wow. That changed software developers a lot because I could get instant access to as much resources as I wanted and then if I remembered to spin it down, it didn't cost me too much. Well, as long as you had an unlimited credit expense at the yes, time, too. Yes, that's right. you're going to rack that up pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I learned that the yeah. hard way a couple and then, times. When, and then if you move data, woo. Oh, yeah. 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 So, but that's kind of where it, it, cloud really took off was the mm-hmm. software development community because they said, I don't have to wait to pr- procure hardware, get it through the IT onboarding process. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Shadow IT like Shadow we were talking IT. about before. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely moving. It's, and it's always moving. I, I, yeah, so it's, it's, so it's, we're not in those same days as mm. yeah. I don't just go to the cloud and just get instances anymore like I used to. No, well, I mean, I mean you can. You can still, you right? You can. I mean, that, that's obviously is, is, is a governance model. You know, within your own organization, yeah. you know, it has to, you know, there's, there's, you know, and cloud's just not technology, you know, it's, it's, it's people, it's process, it's technology, like we talked about before. Well, well, that, well, that, that's, that's mm. the big question I have. So when you talk about it's evolved mm. and it's an operational mindset, yes, what is that mindset? What is the cloud operational mindset look like? Well, I think I, I think it's I think the, 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 when we talked previously, you're like like what's the IT workforce look at that? And that's the one we're talking yeah, about yeah, from, yeah. from from their operational model. So it, it's the, the, every organization from an IT perspective operates in one way, okay? But but what I think the cloud is now more than anything else, it's an experience, and it's a consistent experience that's provided on prem in a colo, in an Azure, uh, using Office three sixty five. SAP, some of the SaaS providers, it, it's the experience, and it's a consistent experience across the entire platforms with predictability, both in performance and both in cost. All right, so the cost is a big deal. It is. Because predictive costs in cloud have not been always the same thing. They're yes, because there's hidden costs with cloud. There's, well, there's, there's costs that you don't know until your workload is actually correct. running, right? Yes, and then yes. you go, oh my goodness, what just happened? I'm 40% over budget. That's yeah, what just Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. happening a lot. Why is that? Why, why is that the case? Ingest, egress costs, you know, moving data in and out of the cloud is expensive. And so it's, there's, there's... Well, is, it, is that because people are not using the cloud with a cloud mindset? They're um, not understanding the, the operational model of a cloud? I no, I think I think it's it's yes, yes, yeah. That the answer is yes because it's just you still have to manage that infrastructure, even though it's easy to provision. Because oh if you, yeah, yeah, see, you yeah. still have to manage it, even though it's easy. You still have to manage it, and then if you're not using it, you need to spin it down. But there's but you have to spin it down. So. Do you think a lot of CIOs, probably not the CIOs, but mm-hmm. executives, mm-hmm. said, oh, if I move into the cloud, I can axe a lot of my operational costs in my um, IT organization. I don't need as many people in order to manage my infrastructure because AWS is managing it now or Azure is mm-hmm. managing it now. 
To a point, it's not all inclusive, you know. It's, no, but I think that's kind of their mindset. It is, and I think, I, obviously, yes. I think, I think, I think it was from a from a private sector perspective. I think, um, I think, cloud adoption was to help the balance sheet because there are benefits to not carrying those assets on the balance sheet. But then, I think, as time has evolved, does that does that benefit? outweigh or is it better than having it on-prem and what is the difference in my operating model? Am I operating more efficiently? Am I providing my customers better service? Am I giving them you know, speed to value, speed to capability? You know, are those things doing? I think as time has evolved, I think these answers, yes, by certain use cases. There, 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 there are specific reasons and, and needs that the cloud does address that an on-prem or a colo solution could not do. So would you say that the, the cloud mindset is is driving us away from infrastructure management and more into workload or user management and outcome outcome based management more? I think I think it's driving us towards consistency between the okay. environments and we talked about this okay, before Okay yeah yeah you know okay. it's it's because because an organization wants to be able to put an application or a workload where it's designed or where it's the best best use for it. And sometimes cost is not one of those drivers. They need the performance. Sometimes it's performance. Yeah, sometimes Re it's performance, sometimes it's security, sometimes it's other things. You know, there's cost, schedule, and performance of the risk factors. And reliability, of course. Right? Yes, yes. But, you know, reliability is, if you have one of the cloud regions go down, well, you don't know, get me started I mean, on reliability I mean, so, yeah, of cloud. You can't, right you now. can't, you can't, you know, can't fail over too quickly. You, you know, when it goes down. So, <laughs> and then, you know, but I think I think it's about consistency, and it's consistency. It's it's consistency on how it's delivered, how it's measured, how it's managed, and how it's accounted for from a cost perspective. You need to be able, and that's where the as a service on prem stuff comes into play. Because what it does, it allows you to budget, it allows you to predict your costs in the same manner of no, regardless of where it is. So this predictability, I really like the, the concept of predictability. Yes. Because it's hard to run a business without knowing what your predictability is next month, like your cloud bill right. or your performance that you're getting out of it. Yes. And All right, but I'm going to throw a, a curveball sure, sure. to you. But people would say, we're moving so fast, it's hard to be predictable in what my needs are. Because if everything was predictable, I wouldn't go to the cloud. I would run everything on-prem and everything would be, I would purchase my servers from Dell just in time for my workloads to land. Everything would be copacetic. Mm -hmm. But we know that's not business. Right. I mean, look at what ChatGPT is doing to the business world right now. Mm -hmm. Turning everything on, on its end, mm -hmm. uh, generative AI is. I can't predict that. No, but what you can predict is you have unknown needs in the future and you need to have the capacity that's available to you. And what I mean by available to you, that's on-prem, that's colo, but it's a hybrid environment. It's multi-cloud. So I could so burst you, out yes, into you, the when you need to, when I need to. And then come back in. But then there's there's the whole data cost. So how do we solve that problem? There's, there's this cloud-adjacent storage, you know, there's which helps lower those costs. You know, so there's advantages to that. So if you need to burst and build an application, you know, and then containers, because you can move them anywhere, really solve the problem for mobility on the application side. And so by adopting those types of mindsets, you're able to operate in a consistent manner across all platforms and for unknown needs and, and, and things that you need to burst and get quickly to, you can go to the hyperscalers for. I can easily for. go back out. Yes. Gotcha. And then you can then you can migrate it back on-prem when you have the when, infrastructure when you have to support it. When you have the infrastructure it. to support yes, it. Or, yes. or maybe you leave it out there for... Maybe you do. Maybe you do. So it's this portability of workloads, mm -hmm. consistency, 
um, which leads to predictability. Yes. These these are the key aspects. How do you how do you feel like that is changing the way that IT is engaging with developers and with their end users? Because before it yeah. used to be, if I have a product that I'm going to release six months from now, mm. I involve IT now, and I say, here's my system architecture, right. here's my um, my QoS, my SLAs, and you have all these formal reviews that you go through. I that's gone. Yes. So what's the what's replacing that mindset? You know, I, I don't I don't know if it's so much of a replacement as it is a transformation. Okay. And because there are elements where that is needed, and, and it goes down to you know what application am I deploying? Okay. And so there, there's going to be traditional ways of doing things, and then there's going to be innovative innovative ways to do things. And I, I think from an IT perspective, a developer's perspective is is that they have to understand. You know what their requirements, their their infrastructure requirements, going to be, and be less concerned about where they're getting them from. I think that's the biggest mindset because uh, yes. They, they, yes, because yes, like in the old it. days, you know, we talked about this yeah. before. You know, a software engineer tells tells infrastructure, you know, what to buy based on the application requirements, and the software engineers load the box up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your budget? Yeah, I, your I, I need ten thousand cores. <laughs> yeah. I need ten thousand cores I need and four a petabyte, petabyte of, of memory. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what are you running? <laughs> a calculator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so it, it prevents things. It does so. So, so the, the 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 mindset of of being able to build the application, not overspend at the get go. Okay, and so I think I think yes, Harvard software developers. It, it used to be. It used to be because 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 they can you can like like if you develop on an on-prem cloud or yeah. public cloud you can see what your workload is you can now see I the performance can. Yes, metrics before, I before no it's that's part of the what's I evolved. see where you're going you have there. telemetry data okay so 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 what 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 this new cloud experience does it not only provides the flexibility which we talked about on the front end the mobility yeah. on the back yeah. end the front end you know users can need to be able to connect everywhere anywhere all the time and then the applications need to be, need need to be able to move anywhere anytime as the organization dictates so 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 I so that's a business I like this that's mm -hmm. a business decision on where the workload lands yes yes not a technical decision correct yes see that's wonderful when you think about because I'm a software engineer by by trade and my passion is software de I can't development. spell code <laughs> oh man I can, can I even talk to you no I'm, I, that's one of my passions and I spend so much time setting up mm -hmm. machines and but I don't anymore, right? Because I moved to containerization, and you're right, I can move this anywhere. I don't, a lot of times, I don't even care how much it consumes. No. But now, with self-service portals, I can run a workload, I can run my testing, I can see how many resources it's really consuming, mm. which means I can right-size my instances, mm. save the company money. Yes, and not um, over-provision. And well, I always, I did, we always over-provision, right? Yeah, but there's sometimes when it's called for, there's sometimes when it's not. Well, most of the time it's not. Unless I write really crappy code, which, the, you know, that's questionable. There's, there's, that, there's some <laughs> yeah, crappy code yeah, out there. There's a lot of it. <laughs> so, okay, so this, this mindset is not just in the IT world. No. It's in the developer world too. It's a cloud mindset. I need to write applications that can be portable across 
the, the whole ecosystem, which means I don't want to use services that lock me into one specific way of using the cloud. Yeah, and, and I think we talked about this earlier. I think I think the line of business leaders and, and the business decision leaders have that mindset of they need to be flexible and agile to, to support their business case or to support whatever workload that they want to do. Now, I think what's happening is, is that mindset is, is pervasive and now it's, it's in the IT organization as well too because they're no longer dictating how things run. They're no longer dictating um, you know, how infrastructure is going to be deployed and things of that nature because with a, with a consistent management layer, you eliminate some of the, some of the challenges some of the associated with, with that. So is that something that like Dell provides is this consistent management layer? Absolutely, or, yes. Okay, because right now, if I go to each cloud service provider, the mm -hmm. way they even deploy instances and their security models are different. Yes, well the management layer is not, when I say yes, it's, 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 it's through us and our ecosystem. So it's, okay. it's, it's, you know, it's not, you're not gonna have one person can't provide everything. Okay, so but what you do need is you do need that one management layer because what that allows you to do is you extrapolate the intelligence from the infrastructure and you put that, you raise that up into the stack so it prevents you from being locked into any type of architecture both at the management layer and at the physical layer because you're able to change and move and adapt to what we talked about earlier yeah. as technology advances, as use cases come about, as threats become available, you know, or impact, you know, it so allows I, you to move and to adapt. Move. So if I hear what I'm hearing a lot and what you're saying is adaptability, portability yes. of, of workloads is crucial. With predictable cost. With predictable, see that's the thing, because I can do all that stuff, but my yes. cost is not predictable. Correct. But the predictable, that's a big deal. It's huge. It's huge. As a consumer, don't you want to know what your mortgage payment is every month? Yeah, can you imagine if it changed every... <laughs> right, because you... Because you, you walk if I'm up, on a variable yeah, rate, it's yeah, changing like yeah. crazy right now. I, was, I, was, I only lived in my house like... like Because you're, you're on the road and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I was only in my house, say, 28 nights that month. So is that a different cost if I'm in there 30 <laughs> nights? You know? <laughs> Could you imagine if we paid our mortgage that way? Right. It would be interesting. Yeah. But that's how, we're, that's how we are paying um, cloud. And there are some difficult costs to mm -hmm. predict. Like yes. e egress costs is difficult yes. to predict. Well, and not not only egress and, and ingest, it's um, or ingress, however you yeah. want to say it. You know, um, um, there's also the security layer, and there's also the networking component. You know, you still have to perform all those functions because that's not all inclusive. You still have to do all the. You same still have things. to do. Yep. Right. It's just the location has changed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I, I'm glad you said that because I think executives need to hear that more because mm -hmm. they go, we're going to save so much money by firing all of our IT people moving to the cloud. No, no, yeah, it doesn't no work you way. have to retrain your people. Right, it's, it's a change in skill set. As much as a mindset and a philosophy, organizational philosophy, as it is a change in skill set for your workforce. And you have to train your workforce. There's a lot of good people out there and they understand these things, but as technology evolves, they have to adapt and the organizations have to help them adapt their workforce to the new evolving architectures. And it's, it's going to have to be a con continuous learning. It, it, it's like right? ISO, it's like IS continual improvement. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's continuous it, improvement. It's, it's yeah. going to be that way. Have you seen organizations successfully move through this rapidly? And if so, what were the th what were the key things that you saw in an organization that was able to really adopt this new way of operating in this cloud mindset? What were the things that you saw really helped them move move along? Well, I think I think it's um, it, it's I think it's different for every organization. 
okay? Um, I would say that the longer an organization has, 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 has operated in a specific model, regardless of size, the harder that is to change. So there's all that inertia, cultural inertia. Yes, yes, and people in. in general are just revert are, are resistant to change because I'm guilty of it as well too. Oh, me too. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I know what I'm I know. Yeah, I know what I know. I kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do it, you know. And so it's 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 like going from a stick to an automatic, you know. You know, Why you, would you ever do that? You know, I know if you like driving a stick <laughs> or a manual, you know, yeah. you know, and why would you go to an automatic? You know, it's it's change is difficult. You're not going to like it, but once once it's once it once once you experience it and once you're in the environment long enough, yeah. you're able to do that. But change rapid, I don't think that's I don't think that's possible. I, I think change is, is constant, and, and I think I think we need to set the environment up and the experience. It's all about the experience and set the experience up. So where change is, a, is 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 readily acceptable. Oh, I like I like that acceptable. Yes. Art. Yes. So, acceptable to me means I need upper level management. It's got to be across the organization, across across the, across the horizontals and across the verticals. Gotcha. And that it's okay. It is okay. Change is okay. Yeah. Got, yeah. got it. Um, great. Have you seen organizations that completely torpedoed? Or, or went sideways on their cloud adoption, either total botched moving into a hyperscaler or total botched repatriation. And, so, and what, what was the main thing that caused that? I think, well, I think, I, I think with anything new, um, you're gonna have things that fail. And so I think moving into the cloud, yes, it, everybody did. You know, I mean, because you have to port your app. Applications aren't just ready to move in the cloud. No, they're not. There's costs to port the application over. Right. Okay. And then, then if you bring it back, there's costs to report it back to an on-prem solution. Okay. Now with containers, as we talked about previously, right. that type of architecture eliminates some of those problems associated with that. Right. So, but doesn't completely eliminate all of them. No, not completely. No. So there's no silver bullet. No, no silver bullet. But but yeah. So everybody fails, okay. But the repatriation part, I think that's probably a little bit easier to do because it, you're because it's been there before. It's been there before. It's a known thing. The only problem with repatriation is you got to move the workload and you got to move the data, and so then it's then then at, that there's per, added cost. There's that's it, it can be cost prohibitive depending on where it is, but in the, at, at the short term. But the long-term gains are, 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 are beneficial for that workload. So you have to understand that going in because your, your costs are always going to be predictable in this type of environment. So Gotcha. Um, really fascinating um, ta talking about this again. <laughs> and thank you for coming on, oh, uh, on again. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, any last words for people out there that are looking at their cloud strategy going, what do I do? Um, I think the biggest thing is is that they ha it's about, like we talked about, it's about consistency. And I think they really need to understand how they're going to manage and deploy workloads and, and infrastructure across all aspects and to have consistency. It doesn't have to be a single pane of glass, but there has to be consistency. And I think that's the biggest thing because if you have different environments, different and that consistency is just not with technology. Consistency is with governance. Well, consistency well, yeah, is, with is, processes, is with workflows, and, yeah. and things like that. It, there has to be consistency, and it has to be known. So I think that's the biggest thing. And I think I think once once you can achieve that, and once you understand that, then no matter what you're going to do, your chances of being successful are much greater than they would be if you weren't consistent. All right. The word the word today is consistency. Consistency. I love it. Thanks Thank, again. Thank you, Darren.
Thank you for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it five stars on your favorite podcasting site or YouTube channel. You can find out more information about Embracing Digital Transformation at embracingdigital.org. Until next time, go out and do something wonderful.